0: Mr. President, you are the oldest president ever. Pretty good shape, huh? Which leads to my next question. You are more aware of this than anyone. Some people ask whether you are fit for the job. And when you hear that, I wonder what you think. Watch me. That old expression, the proof of the pudding's in the eating.
1: How you doing, people? I'm Dave Rubin. It's September 9th, 2022. We're live streaming on the Rumble YouTube and Blaze TV. Share, subscribe, tap the notification bell, all that good stuff. And the cold open today was just a little excerpt. We're going to play plenty more of uh, the elderly man in wonderful shape, Joe Biden, who's pretending to be president. Uh, He did a really fluffy interview on 60 Minutes, which, you know, they obviously edit these interviews and If 60 Minutes or CBS or any of these organizations wanted to be honest, it's not that there's anything necessarily wrong with editing, but perhaps they should say, you know, we did an interview for say 40 minutes, we had to edit out 20 minutes of it, or how many times we had to stop, because it was just a lot of mumbled nonsense. Some of it made sense, which shows that they obviously were editing. He already said a couple things in the uh, interview that they've had to walk back. The official White House has had to move on a couple things, sort of uh, one of them, being maybe sending troops across the world for something that nobody wants to get involved in. Anyway, big mess. Hope you had a great weekend. I'm feeling good. Uh, Today's show is going to be an extension of sort of what we were doing last week, because as you know, my my theme lately really has been that we can't just uh, expose hypocrisy. We can't just mock them. They are not going to stop. It's going to keep moving. Nonsense, whether it's gender stuff or race stuff or COVID stuff or climate lockdowns, it's just going to keep coming. So, what can we do? We have to acknowledge the stuff, and yes, we can mock it and all that, but that can't be the only thing that we're doing. What we need to be doing is really standing up straight, perhaps with our shoulders back, and telling the world sort of what we believe, why we believe it, and why it's important now to fight for these things, and perhaps more important than anything else, to widen the tent of sane people, right? Because it's basically roughly sane people versus woke maniacs and the corporations behind them. I think there's more of us. We've just been confused by algorithms and culture wars and all of that stuff. So Jordan Peterson, actually, uh, he wrote, he's been working on this, I think for many, many years actually, and I've seen drafts of it over the years. Uh, He has finally released a new conservative manifesto that addresses so many of the things that I've been talking about. So that's how we're going to frame the show today. We're going to show you a little bit of it up top and at the end, and then some, uh, we'll compare and contrast what Jordan's talking about with some of the things that are going on in the world, including the people of Martha's Vineyard, the good, tolerant liberals of Martha's Vineyard who called in the army and had those 50 migrants booted in the name of diversity. Anyway, before we get to any of that, let me talk to you about real estate agents I trust. You guys know that buying or selling a home is already one of the most stressful things you can do, and it can be 10 times worse if you're not working with the right agent. Generally speaking, our homes are our biggest investment, which is a ton of responsibility, and you need an agent who takes that seriously. And that's exactly why I recommend real estate agents I trust. They work with only the best agents in every market. They do their homework, talking to every agent before inviting them to join their network. And here's a big one. They only work with full-time pros, no part-time or inexperienced agents. Their team makes the introduction, then follows you through the buying or selling process to make sure that you're satisfied. The agents they work with have long track records. They're the best sellers in their field. They're part of this audience. They share your values and they're almost anywhere you want to go. Just head over to realestateagentsitrust.com today. Provide them with some basic info. They'll contact you to make an introduction to an agent in your town. You move to Florida, you'll live happily ever after. Okay, so let's get right to it. We cannot just be fighting against bad ideas all the time. We need to actually clearly and cleanly state what we are for. Jordan Peterson has posted a 40-minute video reading a new conservative manifesto that he has been working on for many, many years, and he has finally released it. Gonna play about a minute and a half of it uh, right now.
2: Hello, everyone. I'm going to read to you today something I've been working on, well, for many decades, I would say, really, but more intensely and specifically in the last four months. I have reviewed it with a lot of people around the world. I, it's called a conservative manifesto, And it's an attempt to begin the process of outlining a positive vision for the future on the center-right and classic liberal front. It's not designed to be a propaganda tool. It's designed to be an invitation, let's say. A profound crisis of meaning currently afflicts, destabilizes, and demoralizes the sovereign citizens of the West, and the social institutions upon which we depend. What are the values of paramount importance to the conservative temperament currently crying out for rediscovery, reconsideration, and discussion? An inevitably incomplete but crucially necessary list might include humility, liberty, autonomy, truth agency, identity, merit, responsibility, tradition, community, stewardship, justice, and unity. Okay, so that is just a small bite of what
1: Jordan lays out. He gets into it much more extensively. I highly recommend you guys check out the full 38-minute video, and we have a little uh, snippet more coming up in just a bit. But in essence, what he is saying here is, hey, if the world, the West is going to continue, it is going to be a sort of center-right, we can say conservative, classical, liberal alliance that will create this big tent. And what are the things that we'll be fighting for? Well, they put up a couple words right there. Some of them, truth, honesty, reality, humility, liberty, autonomy, merit, responsibility, all the things that we know are the right things, right? And if you do those things right, then maybe you get to a little bit of unity. What we're used to being told is half the country's evil, now unite. Now let's heal. But they always mean heal the other way, heal meaning bow. So how do we actually do this? And what does a a movement look like? Well, we have to fight the bad ideas and then we have to find the political people that are doing the right thing. So now let's take it to sort of where we're at in America at this moment. Uh, and as you know, there, <laughs> there was this insane, absolutely insane Martha's Vineyard uh, event the last couple of days, which all in essence it was, was Ron DeSantis doing exactly what he said he was going to do, doing what was in the budget that the Democrats in Florida signed on for. And then of course the media went absolutely crazy because when migrants or illegal immigrants, whatever you want to call them, when they show up to rich liberal towns, this is very, very bad news. Uh, but when they're overrunning, you know, say poor border towns in Texas, it's okay. So what do the Democrats generally do? When, when we're talking about truth, honesty, reality, humility, liberty, autonomy, merit, what do they usually do? Well, they scare you by telling you that the other people are really evil. Uh, here's an interview with Bill Clinton this weekend on uh, what he thinks is gonna happen over the next couple months. Could Biden break the historical pattern of the, you know, midterms going badly? Absolutely.
0: But we could hold both these houses. Uh, But we have to say the right things. And we have to note the Republicans always close well. Why? Because they find some new way to scare the living daylights out of swing voters about something. That's what they did in 2021, where they made... Critical race theory sound worse than smallpox. And it wasn't being taught in any public schools in America, but they didn't
1: care. They just. All right. So there's Bill Clinton lying and scaring people. So he's saying, oh, the Republicans try to scare people. And then it's exactly what he did. And of course, he's lying because critical race theory is being taught in elementary schools, middle schools high schools, and certainly colleges throughout the country. They often use weird language around it, so it doesn't sound like exactly like textbook racist, uh, textbook critical race theory, but it is critical race theory. Equity, all of these bad ideas have been pushed into the American education system. We all know it. This is why, thankfully, all of these parents are now showing up to these school board meetings and getting involved and pushing back. This is what led to Glenn Youngkin's election in Virginia. So Bill Clinton's lying. He's and he's trying to scare other people, right? He's trying to scare the other He's saying, oh, well, the Republicans are mean and they scare people. They Look what they did with critical race theory. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Actually, that was the right thing. They were fighting for their children uh, to not be brainwashed. That is what they do. That is what you would want to do as a parent, I should say. So it's, it's complete nonsense. And it speaks to the volumes of, unfortunately, what modern liberals and progressives have to offer to Americans. There's there's pretty much nothing there other than making you scared, as opposed to honesty, liberty, value, hard work, all of those things. So here's another concrete example of it. On uh, CNBC over the weekend, uh, our gay transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, and again, I only mention that he's gay because it's the only reason he got the job. He's not very good at the job. He took a couple months off right when he got the job. We've had this crazy... Uh, all of these transportation problems. We know if his job has, is roughly related to gas prices and things like that, uh, supply chain issues, et cetera, et cetera. So he goes on CNBC and the host just was not having his nonsense.
2: Looked really tone deaf. I mean, what, what you're telling me, so just stick to the script. The economy is great. The border is secure. Our cities are safe. Wouldn't it be better problems to just cold. be honest? Yeah. Wouldn't it be better yeah. to just yeah. be yeah. honest yeah. Yeah. with the American people about the soup that we're in right now, and, and we can all try to deal with it together instead no, of just... Nobody's saying that our... Nobody's saying we don't have any problems.
0: Okay,
1: so that's a fine job by the CNBC host because Pete is just on there going, oh, basically everything's okay. And then at the end when he's pushed out, well, no one's saying there aren't any problems, but there are massive problems and we all know it. And it's because of all of the nonsensical policies that you people have pushed in, like critical race theory and wokeness, the thing that Bill Clinton is pretending doesn't exist and is not real and all of those things. So now let's move this to uh, Joe Biden's interview on 60 Minutes. First off, he made a, a very important point that uh, politics has just gotten very, very dirty
0: by some people being very mean. What we do today, think about it. It's all personal tax, it's about motive. It's not about I disagree on the, on the subject matter. Huh, well, that's
1: interesting, Joe, because I have a vague recollection of this very scary speech from two weeks ago.
0: Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic.
1: So do you see what they do? I, I always tell you this is by design. On one hand, they'll say, oh, we're for unity, we're for diversity and healing and all of these things. And it's gotten too personal, okay. And then on the other hand, they'll give a speech a minute later, or in that case, it was right you know, two weeks ago, where they do exactly what they accuse the rest of us doing. Was that Joe Biden saying anything about the ideas of MAGA or of Donald Trump? No, it was just attacking the people. It was just a baseless, those are the bad guys, those 74 million people. Well, what are you going to do with those people, Joe Biden? Uh, and then Joe really stepped in it. So this is this is probably the worst moment. He had a couple sort of somewhat befuddled moments, but overall... You know, they had his face freshly Botoxed and his hair plugs were good and the makeup was right and his eyeball didn't explode. Overall, it was pretty decent, the packaging of the whole thing. Uh, But he did have one major, major gaffe when asked about uh, China and Taiwan.
0: But would U.S. forces defend the island? Yes. If, in fact, there was an unprecedented attack. After our interview, a White House official told us U.S. policy has not changed. Officially, the U.S. will not say whether american forces would defend taiwan but the commander in chief had a view of his own so unlike ukraine to be clear sir us forces us men and women would defend taiwan in the event of a chinese invasion yeah
1: there was something kind of funny there if you're just like an insider tv person how quickly the edit there from biden basically saying yeah troops to oh but the, the white house is saying no way blah blah hoo, 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 hoo. So this is just him saying something, either without knowing what he's saying or what our policy is or anything else. It's also a crazy thing to say that if China was to invade Taiwan, which I would not be for, and let me be 100% clear, I I believe that Taiwan is an independent nation. Every independent nation has a right to define its borders and defend its borders as it sees fit, and we should be allies with Taiwan and all of those things. Um, He's saying we're going to send troops I mean, troops, those are soldiers, those are human lives of Americans to fight. What does he mean? To fight on the ground in Taiwan against China halfway across the world? It's just a crazy proposition. Now, you could say um, if China invaded Taiwan or tried to annex Taiwan or whatever it is, uh, that we would maybe sanction them, putting aside the validity of sanctions or anything else. We could sanction them. We could try to do something in the UN. We could maybe arm the Taiwanese, but we're going to send troops there. It's just a it's just an insane thing. Um it's also an insane thing because in light of what's going on with Ukraine where we're in a war but we're not in a war, we're funding the war, we're you know giving endless dollars for the war, we're giving weapons, but we haven't declared war. There's no debate about war. It's just like more nonsense. So immediately obviously the administration had to walk that one back. But now let me link that to where we started here, which is that I believe at this point, we basically have like a completely insane side on virtually every issue, whether it's immigration, whether it's China, whether it's COVID, whatever it might be. And then there's another side trying to put together something sane. That's what Jordan's trying to lay out here. And notice he didn't say, by the way, he didn't say this is a Republican manifesto. It's a conservative manifesto, meaning it's not a political party platform. It is a set of ideas that, that if, we can hopefully come around to that maybe we can defend the basic ideas of the West, which in a conservative manifesto, he's defining as classically liberal ideas. That's a whole other topic. I wrote a book about it a couple years back. Okay, so what's happening here is that we're seeing, and why a lot of people think that there's gonna be this this red wave, despite what Bill Clinton is trying to scare people into. um, We're seeing this conservative movement expand not only because of the Democratic rhetoric, but the policy, right? It's both things. Their rhetoric is to scare the hell out of you and their policies are basically uh, nonsensical and they're being exposed as such. So this DeSantis story and what happened related to flying 50 people to Martha's Vineyard, which DeSantis said he was gonna do, he got the money in his budget, the Democrats in the state Senate voted for it, okay? Now they're all calling him racist on the very same thing that they voted for. Uh, It's exposing hypocrisy at the most extraordinary levels. As I said on Friday, this is like one of the best red pill moments. It's such a great story because it's showing how inept all of these people are. So here is our black lesbian press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, getting called out at the White House uh, for doing the same thing that DeSantis did. This is apparently, um, you know, he he said it was essentially... No different than what the federal government has done in uh, sending, you know, flights in the middle of the night. That's that's what it's characterized, you know, uh, taking migrants to various different states. Do you have a response to that? So we are offering solutions. That's what the Biden-Harris administration has been doing since day one. God, she's incredible. Like, I don't know what questions she's answering. It doesn't matter. She just has a we offering solutions. It's sort of like Kamala. Remember the video we showed you last week? Is the border secure? Every nation has a border. They just answer questions that have nothing to do with nothing. They say words to get to the period in the sentence. So the sentence is over and they've done nothing but take you on a ride of BS. So of course, what they're referring to there is that the federal government, we know this, has put migrants on planes when they cross over the border and then sent them all over the country. We know, so DeSantis said, hey, I'm just doing the same thing that they've been doing. Um, and she has no response to that, of course. And then you get all these clowns that are trying to figure out a way to to sue DeSantis and everything else. But again, if you just look at the reality, whether, whether you think it's a political ploy, whether you don't like the tone of any of this, or if you think it's just mutually assured destruction, th- what what is next to all of that is one guy did exactly what he said he was going to do. And then one guy, Biden didn't do what he said he was going to do because they say that there's a border, but now these people are pouring in, so there obviously isn't a safe border. And then you have these crazy Democrats with their idea of sanctuary cities. And Martha's Vineyard, they had a big thing at town hall about nobody's illegal and everything else. And then when 50 people showed up, they get 150 National Guard and they boot them in 24 hours. It's rather extraordinary. But the idea of sanctuary cities, of saying, hey, we're a city where if you're illegal, meaning you're a criminal, By default, you've you've come into this country illegally. You are not supposed to be here. You are a criminal. Uh, You can stay here. You can stay here. You can work here. You can get benefits here. We'll give you COVID shots, everything else. Democrats seem to be for this. And even now, they're for it. Here's New York City Mayor Eric Adams.
0: Just over a year ago, you tweeted, quote,
2: New York City will remain a sanctuary city under an Adams administration. What is your message to migrants arriving in the US? Should they still come to New York City?
0: Well, I think that they should come to any place in the country that they desire uh, their pursuit of the American dream.
1: I don't know how that man got the job. Well, I guess I do know because people were so fed up with that ridiculous Bill de Blasio, who was openly a socialist and a communist. And then there were all these people there that thought, oh, Eric Adams will be a little bit better, a little bit better. Um, Eric Adams, That, in some ways that almost is an impeachable statement. When you are an elected official, it is your job to defend the laws, whether you're the president of the United States, you have to defend the federal laws, you have to abide by the constitution. If you're the mayor, there are laws in the city of New York that you have to abide by. Uh, you can't just say, okay, yeah, you can come. And the fact that he's so tone deaf, so you know what, I say more than in that case. Uh, Governor DeSantis, if you're watching this, or Governor Abbott in Texas, if you're watching this, keep sending them to New York. The mayor just said that he wants them. So let's just exacerbate the situation. I don't mean that sort of to be a dick. I mean that because we have to get this to its end. It has to get to its volition, where Democrat cities will be exactly what they say that they want. And Republican cities and states will be lawful, They will be clean and pleasant and have flourishing economies and they will be safe and everything else. Oh, and get this one. This is just an incredible video. I cannot believe that they didn't blow up the MSNBC truck as this was broadcasting. Here is an MSNBC reporter uh, talking about how actually the people showing up to Martha's Vineyard, they like DeSantis.
0: now, I can tell you they are not angry at, at Ron DeSantis. They are actually thanking him for having brought them to Martha's Vineyard, where they were, they were very well received. But other people, well, they're saying they're being used as political pawns. They don't resent it for now, uh, and they know they're the lucky ones.
1: Okay, so these 50 people, they show up at Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard's a lovely place, and apparently it has all these nice, tolerant, decent people. Some of them even baked them cakes and things, and then they booted them within 24 hours, and they got those 150 soldiers there and everything else, and they probably took down their, you know, no human is illegal sign from their, from their lawn. Uh, but the point is that these people were not abused in any way. the If you want to talk about the abuse of these people, the abuse of these people is an administration that sends signals that you can come to our border and get in our country and then our mayors that say, yes, come here. Those mayors, like Eric Adams, not only is Eric Adams abusing the the illegal immigrants, right, he's abusing them because the city cannot sustain them, right? We know this, and Muriel Bowser in D.C., the city is running out of beds and homeless shelters because of all the illegals. But then you're abusing your own citizens, your own citizens who have a right to your city services, who have a right to clean streets and who have a right to be able to walk down the street and not be attacked or raped or anything else. Anyway, despite the fact that this one is just so obviously DeSantis doing the right thing and the Democrats and the media just melting down because if they didn't melt down, they'd have to say, oh, Biden screwed up the border. These Democrat policies don't work. So they have to keep ramping it up. That's what they have to do. So now evil devil worshiper Gavin Newsom, who is the governor of California. Oh, and I'll put some money in the jar. We will get someone out of Cali and uh, get them to the free state of Florida soon enough. Um, He's trying to get in on this. Now, Gavin Newsom, let's remember, three hundred fifty. 1,000 people fled California in 2021. I got two others in the room right now. Uh, I moved two companies out of California in 2021. In 2020 was the first year ever that California had a net loss of population. Then it happened again in 21. Gavin Newsom is the worst governor in the country. He loves high taxes. He loves big government. He loves not following his own rules. He's He's just patently slimy, and evil. So how do you think I feel about him? Anyway, he tweeted this. What Gov Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott, Texas are doing isn't clever, it's cruel. I'm formally requesting the Department of Justice begin an immediate investigation into these inhumane efforts to use kids as political pawns. Now, I went highbrow on this one. I responded to Gavin with this. Yeah, I found that picture of him online. I just think it's perfect. He's a lizard with a fake face. There is something, he's just evil. That's the point, guys. He's just absolutely evil. But the point is, DeSantis did nothing illegal. They will probably try to investigate him. Now, like, this is just what the machine does. He just did what he said he was gonna do. If if you're looking for blame anywhere, again, I just have to beat this one into your head so that if you get into a debate with your friends about this, there's only one way the blame goes here. The blame is not over who moved people out of their states Once the people are here, the blame goes to the people that let these people in. And that is the Biden administration. Anyway, as usual, DeSantis isn't just taking it from Gavin Newsom. He's giving it back. So uh, the governor of California um, sent a letter to the Department of Justice saying, you need to prosecute Texas and Florida governors. And all I can say is, um, I think his hair gel is interfering with his brain function. I make fun of somebody with too much hair gel amount of spray I'm using around here. Anyway, the point is, DeSantis is just going to keep fighting. And that's what we've needed. That's what we've asked for. And again, to link this to the beginning of the show, that's what a new, let's say, conservative ethos would be. We do the right thing. We don't bow. We fight back. We punch back all of those things. Okay, so that's that's really, really beautiful. So what are they going to do? Well, you may remember last week, uh, we did a whole expose on this New York Times- magazine piece on Ron DeSantis. Can we pull up the image? So this was the New York Times Magazine last week, and uh, the headline there on the tweet is, Ron DeSantis, the Republican Party's future, in New York Times mag, uh, Matt whatever, conducts an extensive examination of the life and record of the Florida governor. And you can see by the image there, what they're trying to do is they're trying to create a fight between Trump and DeSantis, right? They want Trump to see that and be like, oh no, the media is going to him, I'm gonna attack him. And there's nothing that would make those them happier more because if there could be a massive split in the Republican Party, uh, well then what would that be? It would lead to actually what Bill Clinton was talking about there, that the Democrats could actually hold the Senate and the House. So that's what they want. Now, last week, you may remember what I said about that there was that what their move is going to be is not only that they're going to try to create this fight between Trump and DeSantis, but the line will be, and I am just so convinced of this, the line will be that Ron DeSantis is actually worse than Donald Trump because he'll have all the Trump policies, but he's effective. He's a manager. He's not a buffoon. He doesn't fire at the hip. He's calculating. So he's going to be he's going to be Hitler on steroids, basically, is the move that the media is gonna make and then like clockwork, how about this op-ed yesterday in the New York Times, Ron DeSantis may be more competent in Trump in terms of his ability to use the levers of state to amass power, but he's also meaner and more rigid without the soft edges and eccentricity of the actual Donald Trump, writes whoever. Okay, so do you see, do you see Trump was soft, Trump had these soft edges, and he was eccentric. Now they're going to make Trump a hero in the name of trying to take out DeSantis. Just know it, guys. Just absolutely know what they are going to do. And once you know it, they have no power over you. Once you realize what the media is, they have no power over you. Their bad policies, their lies, none of it, none of it will work. So now, let's get back to the beginning of uh, where we started today. We'll go full circle on you. Jordan Peterson on his conservative manifesto. Okay, how can this thing succeed? How do we fight it? How do we handle the left?
2: Well, here's Jordan. A house divided against itself cannot stand. Respect for individual sovereignty and courageous trust in the essential goodwill of others means unity in both appearance and reality. Conservatives, at their best, are characterized by profound appreciation for the necessity of such unity, apprehending it properly as the basis for the peaceful cooperation and competition that made, makes, and keeps us strong in the face of both adversity and enmity. The demoralized people of the West, and indeed in the rest of the world, are therefore crying out for the restoration of the abdicated values of individual sovereignty and responsible, genuine social service and purpose, whose acceptance and embodiment make our free societies possible, productive, admirable, generative, and stable. Conservatives who abide by the dictates of the eternal Western canon have the opportunity, beckoning in front of them, to once again make the case that the principles upon which we operate, the virtues in which we believe, and the freedom we have been divinely granted, truly and eternally constitute the basis for the life more abundant, which people of good faith desire, and which we have every ability to establish and maintain. Guys, I think the point of today's show
1: because I have no doubt that as you're watching that Jordan video, you're feeling the same thing I'm feeling, is there are other people who wanna take life seriously. There are other people who wanna fix this thing. There are other people who wanna get past the madness, uh, get past all of the craziness that that we are confronted with on a daily basis. And what Jordan is saying there is that wide tent, that thing, if we wanna get to that, to that unity, what does he always bring it back to? The sovereignty of the individual, that it will start with you it will start with you and your family and your community and everything else. And it might seem a little odd that a Canadian academic, a Canadian psychology professor, would be sort of the leading voice on what a new conservative movement would look like. It might be a little odd that a former progressive, lefty, liberal from New York who is married to a dude and has a kid might be one of the people really pushing the idea for this new conservative movement But that right there is why it can work because we're all different and we all have some uneven things about us. We all have different ideas and don't fit perfectly into boxes. And how can we take a bunch of people, all of us, all of you guys, who I know my audience doesn't agree on everything and that's why I love it. It's like, how can we take all of us and say, but there are things that we won't trade. We won't trade all the hard fought victories of the past. We won't trade all of the things that we once knew to be true for a whole bunch of new nonsense, uh, that we're, that what you say and what you do actually matters. That's the plan. I think we can do it. I really do think we can do it. And uh, well, I have nothing better to do than save the world. Do you? Uh, guys, it's Meme Monday over at the rubinreport.locals.com community. This is the one I put up. I thought this was pretty. There were so many good memes in the last couple of days. Take this hot meal and GTF out of Martha's Vineyard. Just perfect. A couple hundred people have already jumped in with their own memes of the day. Again, that's Rubenreport.locals.com if you want to play along. And let's get to a couple comments. Uh, Chuck says, every time a Democrat makes a statement, it is like watching a Klan member in a full outfit pointing out and calling someone racist. The hypocrisy is so blatant. It is just funny now. Look, I I know it. (laughs) I know it. You know it. I think they know it. I think they know we know it, all of that stuff. Uh, But we just have to keep going. And that's, by the way, when they say sane things. You know, every now and again, when Jake Tapper says something sane or someone else on CNN says something sane, or in the very rare moments that a Democrat official says something sane, or when Bill Maher says something sane, it's why I I bring it up, right? Because it's like, okay, then we should foster those good ideas. Maybe you guys still aren't getting to the conclusion, but like, let's let's see if there's anything sane here. Now, you know my position on this, right? If you want to be sane, we have basically the sanity party and the party, that's kind of where we're at at this point. In, in, but those are, those are political parties, not sort of the, the set of ideas uh, that are more important than just whether you vote Democrat or Republican. But yeah, they just lie about absolutely everything. Man, they lie about everything. Uh, okay, EK says they are blatantly lying and expecting everyone to just go along with it. It's getting to the point where it can't be uh, accepted as reality though. Right, that's the problem. I was thinking about it this morning, actually, when we were trying to frame the show. It's like the endless debunking of lies, it takes work. And that's why I'm saying we can't just do that. Because if, if all we do is just, oh, you see, they lied about this one. And they were the ones questioning elections then. And they claimed Russia interfered. And Bill Clinton raped this one. And blah. like, if we just debunk their lies and their hypocrisies, we'll always just be sliding off into the abyss with them. So we must build something separate. That's what Jordan's talking about in this new conservative manifesto. It's what I'm trying to do. And speaking of things that I'm trying to do and building and all of that, uh, one thing that's actually very, very cool is that Rumble is now a public company. I believe it is as of today, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, you, you know, I, I'm uh, very excited that, there's, that free speech has gone public. Let's put it that way. Pretty good. So that's uh, that's spectacular. Uh, by the way, my week is a, a little nutty this week because uh, I am going. Phoenix is looking at me right now. He's freaking out. He's coming with me. We are going to Los Angeles tomorrow. We will have a live show, and then in the afternoon, we are going to Los Angeles because on Wednesday, I am doing Bill Maher's podcast. We're gonna sit down at his house for an hour and a half, two hours, and we are gonna shoot the shit. We will see what happens. Uh, And then I gotta jump on a plane immediately because on Thursday morning, I'm dinging the bell. I am going to NASDAQ and I'm dinging the bell with the Rumble people. Very cool, very cool. You know, I had this idea for locals years ago. We built it, we got investors, we did something of value. We merged with Rumble and, and free speech is going public. It, it's just as simple as that. We got a chance, guys. Uh, reminder, my full interview with Vivek Ramaswamy is up across platforms right now. Uh, ad frio as always, at rubinreport.locals.com. And, uh, well, we've got a cold close for you. Joe
0: Bud. Watch me. If you think I don't have the energy level or the mental acuity. The best way to get something done, if you if holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to Anyway, from from uh, uh, Char, excuse me, from Charlotte, one a, another line going from in, in Florida down to Tampa of Putin's kleptocracy. Uh, yeah. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him uh, foot, foot. The idea that. Um Los Angeles and, uh, and, uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? For two reasons. One, to. We haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is, uh, um, let me say another way. But the nature, not a solid meeting with, um, with, uh, The — they make a very good point. Here's the deal. Here's what drives the driver uh, in the states that are affected. Here's what you can do, the drivers. The um —